0: There is over a trillion dollars of waste in supply chains today. The net zero carbon emission is something that corporates are taking very seriously.
1: To meet these objectives, they're going to have to take into consideration
0: CO2 emissions. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Net Zero Carbon. I'm Tyler Cole, your host, and this is the show at Freight Waves, where we deep dive on decarbonization, focusing on freight fuels and energy. And we talk a lot on this show about next generation fuels and propulsion, and most of the time we're looking at the tractor, and we're talking about funding and business models and new technologies. But what gets left out most of the time is that we have this other enormous asset that's moving down the road in tandem. And what can we do with that? So today I'm happy to be joined by Ali Javadan, the CEO and founder of Range Energy, to talk about what we're doing to electrify the tractor trailer and how that can help advance decarbonization in the industry. Ali, thanks for joining. Thank you so much for having me.
1: So I'm excited to talk about uh, what we're building and and how we think uh, how we think it's going to progress this decarbonization thing that we're all kind of pushing for really hard.
0: I love it, and I'm excited because it's such an innovative solution with a ton of white space. And I would love to hear a little bit about your journey um, and how you came to be focusing on not just electrification but the tractor trailer of all things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, very brief background. Uh, you know, the first time I ever drove a car at about 14 years old was literally so that I could tow a trailer with some dirt bikes on it around. And so I've been towing trailers with every size, uh, tow vehicle you can imagine for, for a very long time. So trailers have always been something on my mind, something that's just part of my natural ecosystem of, of the way that I do my things. And so, um, uh, I started in, in the electric vehicle space in around 2007, 2008. Um, I was one of the first to start the prototyping team over at Tesla Motors. And we developed all of the crazy cars that you see on, on the road now were developed originally in that team. Uh, I worked at, uh, at Tesla launching the Model S and, and a bunch of other vehicles um, for, for the beginning part of my career. I moved on to Google, did a bunch of weird, crazy science there and materials and, and manufacturing technologies. And then I went over to Zooks and I helped uh, develop the robo taxi that that uh, is being that was actually just did its first public uh, deployment um, a couple of weeks ago in in uh, Foster City. So um, trailers have always been in the back of my mind, and, and looking at all of the activities around decarbonizing decarbonizing uh, heavy trucking, specifically class eight trucking, I noticed that a lot of emphasis was put on the tractor, and fundamentally um, the trailers really the the, the key asset here is because you're using the trailer to move the goods. The tractor is there just to move the trailer around. And so if you start thinking about the tractor and trailer as a system and you think about the available opportunity that's in the trailer, um, uh, you start to see the, the potential benefits of, of adding propulsion and uh, electrification to the trailer itself. Um, this was something that, uh, frankly, we thought of back in 2008, 2009, in the early days at Tesla when we were thinking about you know, what the world has to look like to make electric vehicles possible and to, to truly decarbonize our transportation system. And trailers were on that radar. Um, uh, in fact, Supercharging Network was there as well. And we decided to, to attack things like the Supercharging Network because we knew that would help the passenger vehicles and, and the, the tractor stuff would come later. Uh, fast forward to a couple of years ago and I'm uh, um, sitting down with a, a, a late friend of mine, Ryan Popple over at Proterra. And we're looking at all of this heavy equipment, um, electrification uh, hardware that's coming up online. And and this kind of idea popped back up. And I thought to myself, well, what would it look like if we actually propelled the trailer? And the trailer did all of its own work. What are the net benefits there? And uh, the last couple of years have been doing, you know, everything from physics and energy modeling to building physical prototypes to prove this hypothesis. And where we are today is that we are confident that we can get over 40% Better fuel economy on a mixed cycle um, with uh, with a uh, fully loaded trailer, fifty three foot trailer hooked up to a, a standard a diesel tractor. Um, we can enable long haul electric trucking for a lot of these trucks. New uh, electric trucks like E Cascadias and such that are coming online. There are only limited routes that a lot of these operators can. Uh, can run them on. Well, these trailers then um, enable a, a much larger uh, um, route envelope or, or um, range that they can they can take. And so where we are now is we built the first couple of prototypes. They're on the ground, collecting thousands of miles as we speak, and, uh, and our third prototype, uh, which we're lovingly calling Large Marge, um, is our first 53-foot form and function trailer, which comes online in the next month or two. Uh, and uh, and we're excited to show everybody what we're building over at the ACT Expo um,
0: in May. Nice. That is super exciting. And I bet that will be an amazing unveil in May down at Long Beach at the Expo Center. How are you guys thinking about approaching the market? Because it does seem like whether you're driving an electric truck or not, this is a win if I can get a 40% fuel savings, right? So is this only a decarbonization play or is this a, you know, we're coming after you for the whole trailer market? Well, We
1: definitely, so I'll start by saying at a very high level, we have a a pretty deep obsession with our customers and the market that we're entering. And we want to make sure that we respect all of the hard work that's happened over the last, let's say, 100 years in this industry, in this uh, trucking industry. And so what we do is when we engage with a customer or a potential client, we actually sit with them, we go to their yard, we understand how their, op- how their operation works, what tools do they use, what is the, what's important to the mechanic, to the driver, to the C-suite executive, everybody in between, and, uh, and we work with the customer to develop a solution together. Uh, I think one of the challenges that this industry is having is that folks like myself are inventing technology and then just kind of throwing it over the fence. And what that ends up doing is that it induces a, a term that one of our clients brought up to us, which is tech headache or tech hangover. And the tech headache is essentially throwing something over the fence and accept, expecting these large, well-maintained well, well uh, maintained operations to just morph instantly to make this new piece of technology work. Well, that doesn't really scale. Uh, and then the tech uh, um, hangover is after we're all done and everything's installed, then we walk away and now you're left with figuring out how to work with these things. So we're very, very um, uh, aware of of that. And what we're doing is we're making sure that we develop this solution specifically to work with the existing fleets as they operate today. And then work uh, with the fleet managers and the operators to scale their operation and grow their operation to to adopt more electrification as they go. And because the trailer will work equally as well behind a diesel vehicle or a hydrogen vehicle, compressed natural gas or uh, um, electric vehicle, we can actually help reduce the carbon emissions from day one and work with them as they add features to their yard to be able to leverage more and more alternative fuel or electric um, uh, uh, technologies that, that come to market. That is so good. Oh, so good. How does it work? <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, you know as an engineer i i always find that um the the most clever and brilliant solutions are often the most simple solutions and so um and and also the most simple solutions generally have the widest uh reach across an industry and so we're not developing a specific product as a 53 foot trailer we're developing a trailer platform this trailer platform can scale all the way up from a 53-foot reefer or dry van or a container trailer all the way down to a small bumper pull jet ski trailer uh, at some point. And the the system works very, very basically. There are three, or sorry, four core elements. The first element is a propulsive axle. So either a a Class 8 E axle or hub motors or some kind of propulsion system in the trailer. And that propulsion system not only provides... Uh, power for the trailer to do all of its own work but it also creates an avenue for you to be able to regen and capture energy back into that trailer. The second element of the trailer is a battery pack and that battery pack is scaled specifically to the operations. We're not throwing a thousand kilowatt hours into this trailer. We're putting a nominal size of around 200 kilowatt hours in the trailer and what that does is that that presents the opportunity for folks to tiptoe into charging You don't have to put a big charging infrastructure in to charge a 200 kilowatt hour battery pack. And most importantly for us, it doesn't impact the payload nearly as much as it would, let's say, a 12,000 pound battery pack in the tractor. And so if we look at the net payload impact, we're only about 2,000 pounds on a 53 foot trailer. Uh, The total system itself uh, weighs around 4,000 pounds. So it's actually not a huge um, uh, lift across the board. Um, But the goal here is to, to kind of slot into these current operations. The third element of our system is the intelligent kingpin. And what the kingpin does is the kingpin is reading the loads in real time from the tractor to the trailer. It provides that load and force information to the powertrain in the trailer. And then the trailer provides just enough torque and power to augment or offset its own weight. And as a result, the trailer starts to feel weightless. This does not require any new connections. It uses only legacy information, so the kingpin, the glad hands, and the standard light connector. And as these uh, connector standards get changed and and uh, improved in the future, our system just gets better and better with the with those new data streams. But fundamentally, we are able to provide a very high level of functional safety and torque security based on the the uh, first order measurement of the forces that are happening between the tractor and the trailer. The fourth element of our system is the software. And the software here is not only the software to control the propulsion of the trailer, but also to manage the energy of the system. This trailer can also act as a a charging pass-through where if you're, let's say, backed up at a dock overnight, you don't have to build a charging infrastructure on your yard. You can actually use shore power from your dock charge into the trailer and through the trailer into the tractor if you have an electric tractor. And so we're building this as a flexible platform. And depending on the needs of the organization, that platform can have features added or subtracted uh, um, based on what the what the requirements are for those operations and how they want to scale.
0: That's great, Ali. Thanks for that breakdown. Um, I think it's important that we take a little bit of a lens to the future from here, right? Because we've discussed the origin story and what you're building. You guys recently announced last uh, November, I think, a seed round that you had raised previously just letting you guys continue with development and R&D. You mentioned ACT Expo's coming up where we'll get to see one live and in person. But what does the next six to 12 months look like for Range Energy as you continue to develop? So right now we're laser focused on uh, knocking out
1: this ACT Expo uh, demo, series of demos that we have. Um, we have demos with customers, with supply chain folks. And, and the, the goal here is to gain um, uh, a little bit more uh, interest in the market and and with our supply chain so that we can really work on how we bring this product to market and who we bring it to with. And along those lines, um, this year we will be starting with at least uh, a couple of pilots with customers. These are large fleets that manage many, many uh, assets. And uh, we've already engaged with uh, a couple of these um these potential customers to do pilots. And so by the end of this year, you will see and hear about uh, a few of our trailers in customer hands working in pilots. And then 2024 is all about uh, getting ready to ship. Uh, that's when we start to build out our factory and we start to scale our operations. The fortunate thing here is that we're doing minimal invention of new science and, and physics and technology. This is really kind of a, 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 an integration play. And so, ultimately, for us, we want to get to that validation step uh, in our um, engineering and manufacturing pipeline as quickly as possible, because we believe that that's where we really have a lot of work to do to make sure that our systems are validated, that we say it, that we fail gracefully, that even in the event of failure, like we have this one cool feature that essentially turns your tractor trailer into a mild through-the-road hybrid. And what I mean by that is that if you leave with a fully depleted battery pack, let's say. Your, one of your operators forgets to plug the tractor in or the trailer in at night. well if they forget to pr- plug the tractor in at night, your goods are not moving in the morning. you have a your, your tractor is kind of dead in the water. If you forget to plug the trailer in it's still a trailer and in fact within just a few miles we reclaim what would have been thermal energy lost to the brakes in the trailer and put it back in that battery pack. So imagine for those folks that that do the I five corridor uh, through northern and southern California, coming down at the at the bottom of the Grapevine, which is this huge uh, descent, uh, with cold brakes ready to go no matter what. And so we can we can provide all of this uh, uh, all of these cool features to these um, uh, drivers and, and operators. The goal here for the next year and a half is to validate, to de-risk, and to harden all of these features into a real product so that. Uh, in 2024, we can start shipping to
0: customers um, and and get these trailers on the road. That's great to hear. And kudos to you and the team, especially for taking something that we've seen work in other sectors and industries. It's existing proven technology. It's ready to scale. It just needs a new application at home so it can find value that was previously hidden. And now you're unlocking that for fleets. We're we're not going to be without our challenges
1: here. Scaling up propulsion to this size, adding functional safety to this level. We're bringing redundancy and functional safety to the levels that we would expect an autonomous vehicle to be able to ship with. We're not claiming that this is an autonomous trailer or has any of these fancy autonomous features, but we're making sure that the underlying platform provides the safety, functional safety, torque security, all of these different kind of catchphrases that are used so that if we do need to layer on other safety features, they can be layered on. And at the very least, we know that we have a very high level of confidence that somebody with a with a fancy laptop driving down next to you on the highway can't take your trailer over and and cause a, a unfortunate incident.
0: Not a security threat that I had thought about, but I'm sure that's. I'm glad that it's on your radar and something you guys are prepared for. Absolutely, it's a it's a big deal for us. That's incredibly insightful and forward looking. How do you think about when customers are coming to you and asking you know to be a part of these pilots and programs? Are these customers mainly interested in and this is a kind of an ESG trap that I'm going to lay out for you. Are they mainly interested in the cost benefits or the environmental benefits of this potential solution? Uh, That I would say stepping into this
1: industry has probably been my biggest pleasant surprise is the true deep desire to decarbonize this industry from everybody up and down the chain. Any resistance that anybody feels in this industry is not because somebody doesn't want to decarbonize their fleet. It's the method in which folks like us are forcing these folks to decarbonize their fleet. That's where the resistance comes from. Um, I'm very excited and very optimistic that everybody in this industry has the same passion that we do about cleaning up our industry and making sure that we can sustain and grow this, continue to grow the industry over the many years and decades to come. And the only way we're going to do that is that, as new technology like this is introduced, it's introduced hand-in-hand in hand with the folks that are actually doing the work on the ground. And this, this theme keeps coming back up over and over again, but this is something that I would say is the most important piece to us, because the last thing I want to do is create something awesome and brilliant, get it to market, and then it sits on a yard because somebody doesn't like the way that it was handed to them. That's a, that's a complete loss, no matter how good the technology is.
0: Yeah, loss for the company, loss for the planet, if we're thinking about reducing emissions too. That's a great call out. Um, and I want this conversation to go on for another four hours because I want to know where, where it's going to go. But we are going to run up on time. So I'm going to post to you the question that I ask all the guests that come on the show. Ali, why does this matter to you? Why is sustainability and freight and logistics an important topic for you to get up every morning and start to tackle?
1: Because I think in addition to the decarbonized. Uh, decarbonization that this technology and other similar technologies can bring to this industry. I'm mostly optimistic about the convenience, the safety, uh, and the efficiency of the the, the systems that are going to be um, put together when we now have intelligent trailers and intelligent tractors. Uh, asset tracking, uh, energy management across your fleet, all of these things are super exciting to me. And, um, and ultimately, I'm here to help fulfill the desires of this industry, which is to decarbonize across the board.
0: Really exciting. Congrats to you and the team so far on what you've built. I can't wait to see it at ACT and to hear back how customers are starting to adapt it. So thank you for joining the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. We'll have you back on soon. Be good. Thanks. Looking forward to it.